Hey everyone, this is Jake Walker and this is Living for the Day, a podcast that exists to encourage and equip people to live in light of the day of Jesus' return. In today's episode, we take a look at the theme of encouragement and how it's one of our greatest resources to strengthen one another to live for the day. I'm so excited. I hope you are too. Let's jump in. Well, welcome everyone to episode one of Living for the Day. Here we go. Thanks for all the support so far and for listening to the introductory episode. If you haven't done that yet, I encourage you to listen to it. It kind of sets up this project. Just a reminder of our purpose together. Listen, friends, I am so excited for Jesus to return. I'm so excited to see him face to face. And I want to be encouraged and equipped to live every day of my life in light of the day, of that, of that day. It's the most important day of my existence on my calendar. Only thing is, I don't know exactly where it is on my calendar. Either way, I just want to be prepared for it. And I thought, how fun would it be to bring people along for the ride and So friends, I want you to be encouraged and equipped to live in light of the day of Jesus' return. I want to do this together. How fun to just be a community, a family of people longing for the day of Jesus' return together. So each episode will have a main theme or topic that I'll discuss that I believe is deeply relevant to living for the day. I'll also share a little truth nugget of encouragement about eternity at the end. So stick around till the end. Today's topic, friends, is encouragement. Let's go. I love encouragement. I believe in it. I love it, friends, because I believe encouragement is powerful. It's so much more than flattering words. It's, it's, it's effective and it changes things in people's life. It changes trajectories. And I'm going to get to all of why I'm so excited about it. But, you know, before I get to the passage, one of the, one of the images I have in my head for encouragement, I just, I YouTubed it, uh, probably in, in these episodes, I'll probably bring up Lord of the Rings every time. And I'm sorry about that, but it's just shaped my life a lot. Do you remember if you've seen Lord of the Rings, I believe it's the third movie, Gondor is under siege and finally Rohan comes to save the day, including uh, Theoden and Eowyn and the little hobbit Mary. And, you know, they come over this hill and they see Gondor just under siege by, you know, countless orcs and all that stuff. And it just looks like a, a bad deal. But Rohan's finally here. And you can see, you know, the Rohirrim, they're looking at this scene and they are looking at their enemy and it's intimidating. And especially little Mary, the Hobbit, you can tell Mary's intimidated and (laughs) Mary's riding on the same horse as Eowyn, this amazing uh, warrior woman. And she can tell Mary's afraid. And I just love this line where Eowyn just whispers into Mary's ear, courage, Mary, courage for our friends. I'm literally, oh man, you got to watch that scene. It's just so powerful. You just literally see 
Eowyn putting courage into Mary to go fight this battle. And I believe that that's what we do when we encourage people. We put courage in them. I'm going to get to that in a second. But let's uh, jump into this passage. Uh, It's in Hebrews again. Love the book of Hebrews. I think it's my dad's favorite book of the Bible too. Shout out to my amazing dad, uh, Tommy. Just love you so much. But here we go. Hebrews 10, 23 through 25 says this. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Woo! Isn't the Bible amazing? Isn't it just so good? I feel pumped up. I love this passage so much. There's so much. I mean, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. We could just sit on that. For he who promised is faithful. Come on, we could just sit on that. And let us consider. I I love that. It tells us to consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, right? How could we encourage one another? Let's consider that. It says not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Friends, shout out to a gathering with the local assembly of believers, going to church to worship God together, not neglecting meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. I mean, I just feel like this is the perfect passage for this podcast. It says to encourage one another in light of the fact that the day is approaching, the day of Jesus's return. So Good. I want to dial in on that phrase, encouraging one another. Encouraging there is from the Greek word parakaleo. It can mean to ask, beg, plead, to comfort, encourage, exhort, urge, to call, invite. In this passage, the NIV translators chose to translate parakaleo as encourage. And I know this may get technical for a moment, but I promise it'll be worth it. Let's break down the English word encourage. Its etymology can be broken down into two parts. N and courage. Hang with me for a second. N is a word forming element that means in or into. And it can also be used to form verbs from nouns and adjectives with a sense of put into. Okay? So what is the noun that is being connected with N to form a verb? In this instance, courage. Come on, courage. What's courage? Mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. I mean, come on. That's so good. I'll say it again. Courage is mental, moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. Wow. That is so good. And I love that that definition. Because I think sometimes we're like, wow, that person's so courageous. And we think that person didn't have fear. But let's remember that courage, courage doesn't mean you don't have any fear. To be a person of courage means that you take action despite that fear. As Nelson Mandela says, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. Ooh, so good. So going back to the etymology, N and courage, we are putting courage in somebody. How amazing is that? Who doesn't want to do that? 
That's amazing. But it gets even better. Courage comes from the old French word meaning heart. So taken all together, I'm left with this radical image and idea that encouragement, it's so much more than just fluffing someone up with nice words, meaningless words. Friends, it's putting heart into someone. Whoa. It's putting heart into people. It's giving them the strength to face the fear, to, f- to face whatever they need to endure. To, 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 it's putting strength in people. And the author of Hebrews makes it clear that he wants us to encourage one another in light of the day of Jesus' return. In fact, several chapters before, the author wrote, but encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Whew, that's Hebrews 3.13. It says, but encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today. Why? So that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. What's maybe one of the reasons that the author draws a connection between encouragement and the day of Jesus' return? Something to think about, friend, is the truth, the biblical truth, that we are in a battle. And guess what you need for a battle? You need courage. Because battles can be frightening. They can be scary. They, they can be things where you want to give up. You want to turn away. They require us to push past our fear. To push past our discomfort. They require courage. This life is not a spiritual playground, friend. It's a battleground. And there are real casualties and consequences in this battle, even eternal ones. Ephesians 6, one of my favorite passages says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. And it goes on. We are in a spiritual battle with an ultimate spiritual enemy, the devil. 1 Peter 5, 8-9 says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. Does that sound a little out there? All I can do is point to the scriptures and say, The Christian faith is established on believing in the miraculous power and reality of God. Jesus rose from the dead. Yes, we are in a battle, and battles take courage. Your enemy wants your eternal destruction, friend. He wants you to not live for the day and be shocked, surprised, unprepared, and full of regret on that day, still justly under God's righteous condemnation for sin. The enemy is real, dangerous, and deceitful, but thankfully, God has given us everything we need to overcome him through Christ. One of the great resources we have to help one another fight the good fight of faith in Christ and endure is encouragement. The main point of today is encouragement is one of our greatest resources to strengthen one another, to live for the day. Encouragement is one of our greatest resources we have to strengthen one another, to live for the day. Friend, have you thought about the power of your words recently? It's fascinating and compelling to me. One of the most exciting yet warning passages in the Bible has to be Proverbs 18.21, which says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. You mean you're telling me that I have the power in my words to create life or death in people's lives? Yeah, 
You bet. That's exactly what I'm saying. My pastor at my church has regularly taught on the biblical concept that words create worlds, right? God created the world with a word when he spoke. And guess what? We're made in his image. And we also create when we speak, though, in a different way. That's amazing. Friend, the power of life and death is in the tongue. That's crazy to me. And I love to focus on the positive side of this, that I have power with my words to build up, to strengthen, to encourage, to bolster, to embolden. That's amazing to me. I literally have a super, I always, if you listen to the introductory episode, you know, I always have wanted to be a a superhero with a superpower. Guess what? God gave me one. He gave it to me with the words that that I say because I have power in my words for good or for evil. I want to use my words for good. Isn't it fun? It's amazing. I get to literally change people's lives with my words anytime, you know, I want. When I just, I could be like, hey, I want to encourage somebody. I'm going to send a text. You are amazing. You are called by God. You're anointed. Bam, just like share these words of encouragement and it can, you know, you never know when it'll just make all the difference in somebody's life. I think we should get excited about encouragement. We should get excited about the power we have in our words. This is a real life superpower. Story time for a moment about the power of our words and encouragement. One of the stories that comes to my mind when uh, somebody encouraged me is when I was in high school one of my dear friends, Josh Wood, went with me and we, we had a group of friends going to the, to the beach. And it just turned out the day we planned to go was a cloudy, cold beach day. But I love the ocean. One of my favorite things in life is playing in the waves. And so I really wanted to get in the ocean, get in the water. And so I was like, friends, let's go. Like, let's get in the water. I know it's cold. Let's do it. And they're just like, no way. Way too cold. Let's just hang out on the sand guys, come on, like, let's go, like, let's get in the water, it's gonna be awesome, nope, like, they were not having it, Josh wasn't having it either, and then for some reason, I don't know why I said this, but I was like, but guys, what if there was a shark, you know, and then I was assuming people would be like, yeah, Jake, we still would not get in the water, it's way too cold, but for some reason, my dear friend Josh looked at me and said, Jake, do you know how fast I would be in the water if you were in trouble? And for some reason, guys, some reason, it was just an arrow of life into my heart with his words. <laughs> and I felt so much value. I felt so much love. I felt so much encouragement. I felt like, yeah, I just had so much value. And, and probably Josh just kind of didn't even realize like how powerful his words were in that moment, but they just strengthened me. And I'll never forget that moment. Wow, Josh would get in the water if I was in trouble and there was a shark, he would go fight that shark off for me. Wow, (laughs) that's amazing. I was so encouraged by that. I remember another time someone encouraged me. Um, I think it was, I was kind of in just a a hard stretch. Uh, Work was hard, ministry was hard. And I admitted to my dad, just, you know, dad, sometimes I wonder, you know, do I have what it takes to, to lead, to do this, um, to do what I, you know, I'm feeling called to do. And I remember there was a moment, again, I remember where I was, just like I remember, remembered where I was when, when Josh encouraged me. I remember where I was out on my, my back, um, my parents' back porch area. 
And I remember my dad just looking at me and just saying, Jake, you have what it takes. And hearing that, especially hearing that from my dad, it put courage into me. It put courage into me to endure. He encouraged me. He strengthened me for the battle. And I'm so thankful for that. I was trying to think of other stories of encouragement. And a biblical story actually came to my mind. It's the story of Jonathan and David, which is such an amazing story of friendship in the Bible. Jonathan and David, two legends, by the way, just so, such such a cool story of friendship. They became close after David defeated Goliath. Both were amazing warriors and men of God. There was a little bit of a problem, though. Jonathan's dad was King Saul, and he was trying to kill David. Complicated things a little bit. And at one point, Saul is trying to kill David, and David flees out into the wilderness on the run. And things are bad, and David knows that Saul is trying to kill him. And I don't know about you, but I would probably be discouraged if I was out in the wilderness on the run with my dad's best friend, the king, you know, trying to find me and kill me. And so we pick up on this little story uh, of encouragement that I think is so profound. Verse 15 of 1 Samuel 23 says this, While David was at Horesh in the desert of Ziph, he learned that Saul had come out to take his life. And Saul's son, Jonathan, went to David at Horesh and helped helped him find strength in God. That's encouragement. He helped him find strength in God. What a friend. Verse 17, don't be afraid, he said. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel, and I will be second to you. Even my father Saul knows this. The two of them made a covenant before the Lord. Then Jonathan went home, but David remained at Horesh. Whew, what an amazing passage. A couple of things stand out to me. First, just the way that Jonathan encourages David. First of all, not that he could have, but he didn't just send a letter to David, but he went and actually found him, came into his presence, looked him in the eye. Um, And I love that it says that he helped him find strength in God. That's a, a true friend helps us draw courage from God. Isn't that right? But also, Jonathan spoke identity and destiny into David. Wasn't, isn't that powerful? He was a friend who said, hey, listen, I know who you are and I know what you're called to do. I know your destiny. You're going to get through this moment. Isn't that powerful? He says, he says, my father Saul, he's not going to lay a hand on you. You're going to be king, David, and I'll be second to you. Jeez, that's just so powerful to me that he spoke this destiny. And I think that's only second to the number one way to encourage, which is declaring the promises and realities of God over someone's life. The second most powerful way to encourage someone, I think, is to help someone experience and know how God sees them. And speaking words of life and encouragement about someone's identity. It makes me think of 1 Timothy 1.18. 
Paul's writing to his son, Timothy, and he says, Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. Wow. Those prophecies about Timothy encouraged him and they were meant to help him fight the battle well. Recently, my staff team from uh, my work, we went on a trip up to Big Bear area and we uh, up into the mountains and just had an amazing time and, and a bonding time as a team. And part of what we did was encourage one another and even take time to really ask God, God, how do you want to encourage uh, each one of us? And we asked God to give us, um, you know, prophetic words over one another. Uh, and it was just a really sweet time, powerful time. And I remember, you know, some of the things that my friends encouraged me and some of the words that they spoke, they really aligned with some of the other words that have been spoken. One thing in particular, they said some words about how I was a gifted leader. And I've just been hanging on to this this particular kind of word lately that's been confirmed in some different ways. And it's just been strengthening me. It's been encouraging me. It's been helping me fight the battle well. It was just powerful to watch as we encouraged one another, how it was strengthening one another. It was putting, it was putting courage into us for the battle. So I just want to encourage you really quick. When you think of encouraging people, how can you call out identity and destiny in people? How can you not just <laughs> compliment them on their outfit or, you know, what they look like, which is awesome. But how can you speak to their heart and and the beauty of how God has made them and what God's going to use them to do in their life? Like that is some powerful encouragement. All right, what else sticks out to me from this Jonathan and David story? Something I noticed is that encouragement might not always be convenient. Like Jonathan had to go find David in the wilderness. And it just makes me think, that I think sometimes encouragement can be really easy. It's like, hey, I just thought of this and I'm going to say it. But sometimes, uh, you know, you got to write a thank you note. <laughs> and um, it, it's not always convenient, but it's always worth it, right? I love, uh, there was this beautiful little note reminder at my Uncle Josh and Aunt Naomi's house that just said, never let a generous impulse pass you by. Never let a generous impulse pass you by. I just think that's so good. And I think sometimes, honestly, friends, we fail to encourage because we're a little bit lazy. We think to our our minds something kind about someone or something encouraging, but we just don't say it. I don't know, because something else comes up. Let's let's be people who say it. Like let's let's encourage. Let's get it out. Let's we never know when it's going to be that moment. Like Josh for me, when it's just an arrow of life into someone's heart that just strengthen them, strengthens them for the battle. Finally, we don't just need help. We need helpers. You know, I love that, that we don't just need help. We need helpers. Jonathan was an actual person who came and, and gave his presence. Uh, and there's just something, right, about presence um, that is that there's nothing like it. Um, in terms of being an encouragement. I remember one time I was 
super duper sick and I was away from home and I was just so nauseous. I couldn't fall asleep. And if I, you know, drank anything, I would just end up throwing it up. It was just, I was so miserable and I couldn't really go to anyone. So I just, I called my friend (laughs) and my friend just was on the phone with me and just their presence, even over the phone made such a difference for them to know I was suffering and just to not be alone in it encouraged me, strengthened me, helped me. It, they helped me get through that night. So we don't just need help. We need helpers. Let's, let's strengthen. Let's encourage one another. My call to action today is to be generous with your encouragement. Let's be people who say it. Let's not be lazy. Let's not think it's awkward to be intentional with our encouragement. Like, let's err on the side of being over-encouraging rather than being under-encouraging. We, every, everyone you see is in a battle. Why not use the power you have in your words to strengthen uh, the people around you for the battle? Living for the day. It's a battle to live for the day. It's a battle to live holy. It's a battle to live with integrity. Uh, it's a battle to share our faith. It's a battle um, to be faithful. Uh, it's a battle to, to do the right thing. All these things, we're in a battle. Uh, it's a battle to obey. And we need each other's encouragement because we need courage for battles. So I just want to encourage us. <laughs> Let's help each other live for the day, friends. Let's help each other. Let's strengthen each other. What a gift God's given us. The power of our words to strengthen each other for the battle. It's so awesome. Let's pray before we get to the nugget of the day. Heavenly Father, I just love you so much. So thankful for you. And thank you that you are an encouraging God. You're the God of all endurance and encouragement, as Romans says. And so thank you for the way that you encourage us and you speak words of life to us. I pray that you would help us just be such a generous with our words, people. Help us never let a generous impulse pass us by. And Lord, help us be like Jonathan uh, when he encouraged David. Just so thankful for you, Lord. And um, I just pray that you'd lead us, help us to follow you more closely. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Well, the nugget of truth about eternity today is one that I'm really excited about. It's the fact that we will indeed recognize one another in heaven. And maybe that sounds obvious, but I guess I wanted to bring it even more to your attention, the excitement and the joy of the reunion that heaven will be with those who have we've done life with and who've gone before us in the faith. So I just want you to think, who is someone dear to you who's already in heaven through faith in Christ? And now just picture that day that you see them again in heaven. Doesn't that move you? Doesn't that excite you to think of them and many others who are dear to you? Embracing, crying, celebrating. We made it. I knew it. <laughs> I missed you. Wow. What, what a reunion. Yeah, we'll, we'll recognize one another. We're going to have these physical um, redeemed bodies. We're going to be able to recognize each other and we're going to be able to celebrate 
uh, in the most glorious reunion we could ever imagine. And I just, I, I really believe this nugget also could be fuel to pray and to take action unto those who don't yet know Christ, receiving salvation in him so that they can be a part of that reunion as well. Well, friends, that's it for this first episode. Encouragement. Let's encourage each other. It's one of our greatest resources to strengthen one another in living for the day. So thankful that you would listen in and uh, would love to ask you, would you be willing to leave a review of the podcast? That just helps it get to more people so that more people can be encouraged to live for the day. That would be so helpful. Thanks for considering doing that. And I'm so excited to be back next week with the next episode. God bless you. Talk to you soon.